Okay, so this is fun. This is a fun episode. So apologies again. Steve is in Canada. He abandoned us. But he's still here with us. He called us and he gave us some tips. So, um, yeah, let's get started. Um, okay, so anyway, so we were talking about knowing your value. And uh, we are talking about how we have different ways of measuring value and how we have previous episodes of the podcast where we talk about this topic in different ways. And they're worth going out back and checking because we try to tackle issues from many different angles or with many different strategies because we know that what works for me might not work for you and and we all might have different ways of, of approaching the same situation so this idea of, of dealing with with your your self-worth and value is very very important it's essential it's something that in development we have kind of two things that we really really focus on one is understanding how you work your personality uh, what are your needs what uh, uh, stimulates you what can recharge your battery you know, what basic needs do you have? And the other thing is your insecurities. How can you tr uh, tackle those? And obviously there are so many things that affect insecurities and so many ways of kind of improving your self-worth. So that's why we have dedicated so many different episodes to it. And the episode today, we're gonna try to uh, approach slightly differently. So what we wanna do is, uh, yes, we might mention briefly the things we've mentioned in previous episodes, because it adds value, but more so than anything, we want to explore how with your personality, your combination of personality, your passions, your goals, your context, how can you be more successful and feel more valuable because you can have more impact? Um, what things are important to you based on your personality, but also how can you have success and feel valuable when there are expectations from people who don't share the same context. Because the reality is our parents, our colleagues, our employees, our, our uh, partners, they will often have a very different context and they will have very different expectations from what we have. One thing we notice here at the office many times is as a leader of this project, I have these ideas of which direction we are going, and on any given day, if I were to ask any person on the team, they will probably, if I ask them, what, which direction are we going? What's the most important thing? Uh, what is the most urgent thing? I would probably get many different answers because we all have different ideas of what's most important and what's most urgent. And as such, we can end up feeling like we let people down because we focused on something that maybe other people don't value as much or, or don't find as important. So we want to explore those situations where socially, societally, there are these kind of expectations and failing to meet those expectations. We also want to talk a little bit about how there are these myths that, oh, to deal with self-worth and value, you have it to do it all within. You, you guys know that a few weeks ago we did a, a, an episode about uh, expanding your support network and, and having people that really, some that cheer you on, some that criticize you, but in a kind of constructive way, and people who can support you and people who can kind of take some weight off of your shoulders. And when it comes to feeling valuable, to know your worth, you don't have to do it alone. Um, Yes, I know that it's very popular to say, oh, no, you, you can only do it from within. And if you don't do it from within, uh, you're not going to be able to have healthy relationships. Newsflash for you, you don't have to do everything alone. 
Yes, there's some things that you have to face alone. There's some conversations you have to have with yourself. Yes, but I do want to emphasize that there's nothing wrong with asking for help. There are a lot of amazing people I know who go to therapy. There are a lot of amazing people I know who uh, do have a need for people to compliment them, to uh, make them feel good. I know a lot of people who have these kind of places that they go to feel better. In developed development, it, we talk about that. Find what works for you, for you to feel better. Yes, extroverts are going to be more social and share more and, and, and need to kind of have those social experiences. Introverts may need to do some more uh, stuff internally, but at the same time, introverts, they tend to need one or two people that they can confide in, people that they trust, and people who they can be totally themselves with and lower their barriers, lower their guard, and really express themselves because they're not very expressive naturally. They take a long time to gain the confidence to share things because they want to verify, analyze, and make sure that the thoughts are organized and, and, and are ready to be shared. And that's where having some friends that... They don't have to do that process with that, which can be a very exhausting process. That's powerful. So, I do want to start off with just saying that. Listen, it's okay to have a support network. It it's okay to seek external validation. What's not okay is to depend solely on external validation to feel good and not do anything yourself to feel good. You need to diversify how you feel good, and that includes doing some things and in some internal processes and also having a good support network. Um, I'm joined here today by my mother, and uh, one of the things uh, uh, that like, I've been lucky to, to have is that my mother has been kind of my biggest cheerleader, but also my <laughs> biggest critic. Yes. So uh, <laughs> like, I've, I've been lucky that she's been a, a very essential part of my support network. Obviously, not everyone is so lucky, but we all need someone that we can confide in. We all need someone who will push us when we want to give up, that will challenge us when we want to give up. We all need someone who will criticize us when we aren't sufficiently self-aware. Criticism should come when we're not self-aware. You guys have watched American Idol. You guys have seen all those parents who are like, oh, you're so amazing, son, my dear. You're going to be a superstar. And you can tell that that person really doesn't have what it takes. And it's not about crushing dreams. It's just you don't want to create a false sense of, like, a false reality, right? I mean, I'm not saying you can't learn things, that you can't develop things, but self-awareness is essential. So, yeah. uh, and, and that's why I really don't think it's it's a purely internal process. It's a social process. It's a social... It's, it's human beings are social yeah. beings. Whether we like it or not... Often, when we don't recognize our value, we can get lost. Yeah. We can get lost in even how to start making friends, yeah. real friends. And, uh, well, as you know, uh, uh, as if you're uh, with us from other episodes, my dad passed away a little few weeks ago. And what I've been trying to do is get out of my comfort zone and seek people, seek help seek uh, ways of being out with people in a social environment that is peaceful tranquil and 
what helped me find myself because I did get lost uh, in the process. And how do I find myself? I tried a lot by myself. It wasn't working. I had to go out and seek some good friends. And the funny thing is, I made new friends now in during mm. this process. Yesterday, I was with new friends having a wonderful time under a lime tree. I uh, had a nice, quiet lunch. And it really has helped me remember who I am. Yeah. Because sometimes we go in our head and we overthink things. Yeah. We isolate ourselves. And the more drained we are, the, the, the more we feel vulnerable, we do the things that we should not be doing. We go in the opposite direction, out of fear and out of uh, desperation. So, yeah, it's very important that we seek things that will make you cause feel valuable and also that it would regenerate us. And please watch, if you haven't watched the program about regeneration, how to uh, increase your stamina is very important because I see a lot of people doing things that are fun or they make them feel good but it's for a very short time yeah. it doesn't last and I think that is very very important to remember that when we are trying to find things external validation or activities yeah. that make us feel good it should be something that really lasts and I just had a friend recently that went out on a holiday and had a great time. And he's telling me how great he feels. But he's back and his battery is so low, he needs a urgent hug and he's really not feeling well. So I was like, what did you do during the holiday? I should say it was so fabulous that when you come back, your battery is not recharged. So notice those things. You have to find activities company and things to do that really remind you who you are but that feelings should last no it's uh, and this is where for people with certain contexts there is this narrative of you have to work with it within because if you're addicted to external validation then you're never going to be satisfied then you're going to live for every adrenaline rush or every mm, like social high or emotional high or or whatever but if you do a mix of social and internal then you're going to have much more long lasting because if you take those positive experiences that you have but you actually process it digest them internalize them and have it stick it's much better than if you have to hear pers uh, people around you repeat you're so great you're so great you're so great if you can have someone say you're so great once save it in memory and keep it inside then great but if you have to go oh please tell me you love me please tell me that i'm good please tell me that i'm great all the time then it's not gonna it, it's not gonna be sustainable and I know myself with my personality, one of my personalities is fire. The fire personality wants to have impacts, results, wants to advance all the time, wants to be a leader, wants to really influence things, wants to shape things. And if I feel that things are not advancing fast enough, then I really depend on sometimes external validation to make me realize, ooh, I've got this, right? And I have know that in the past, especially before developing element, I needed it so badly that I would sometimes kind of 
construct my phrases or the situation so that I would get that validation in the way that I wanted it. But it wasn't real. It wasn't valuable because it was me constructing the situation just so I would get that rush, that high for a moment. And it was really me justifying my actions. I mean, I would often justify my actions to other people and have them say, oh, it's it's good. It's good what you're doing. And it's like, that's not great. So... What we don't want is any moment of justifying actions or uh, depending on that external validation for that fix all the time. Or escapism. Escapism is a huge problem too. Like, And that's another thing, the exactly when you're talking about finding regenerative spaces or finding thi- p- uh, people or things that make you feel good. If you use it on a, uh, as an escape... That's a huge problem because, I mean, how many people escape into drugs, to alcohol, to social circles that aren't very healthy or that don't set very high standards and that really hold you down, but there you don't feel judged. There you can feel like you can be yourself, but you're not growing in life. You're not evolving. You're not taking your steps because you're in that uh, little bubble escaping from all your trouble, escaping from all your responsibilities, and then you neglect your responsibilities. And the problem with escapism is that what happens sometimes is you create this alternate reality. You create this alternate reality where when I'm there, I can be myself. They accept me. They care about me. And in reality, there are a lot of people in your life that probably care about you more, but that challenge you, that push you, that say, tell you things that you sometimes don't want to hear, but that help you level up. And you dismiss that. And there might be real responsibilities that you have, and then you tell yourself that you don't have those responsibilities and that it's better for you to be in this other place. And then you're escaping to it, and you're not advancing. You're not getting stuff done. How many people do you know how, who, w- with the topic of, of knowing your value, they have these, this group of friends that might be unhealthy, that might be toxic, but that don't ask much from them. And so that they feel that they can be themselves without any repercussions, without any, uh, and I say without any repercussions because being yourself can be good or bad. Like we're talking development, being your best self versus being your drained and insecure self. If you don't have people who challenge you and uplift you, but really take you to the next level, things get ugly. And one of the things we talk about in development also is true happiness requires a lot of different things. But one of the things that it requires is healthy relationships and the sensation of constantly growing and evolving. And if you have this place where you escape to where you're not growing and you're not evolving, you're going to feel like a failure. So you need people around you that challenge you and that help you face things. I know a lot of people who their instinct is to run when things get complicated. It can be lock themselves up in the room. It can go see this person that's toxic, but that helps distract them. It can be going to alcohol. It can be going to, to, uh, to drugs. I know a lot of people who do that. And the more time that they wait before they face a situation, the more the problems grow and multiply. And when they finally take the steps to face it, many times I've seen, ooh, that was easier than I thought because in our minds we're very good at multiplying and amplifying the potential consequences of facing something. So, yes. Uh, and there are many ways of escaping. Also creating drama is a way, for yep. example, aquatics fires would uh, seek drama to escape it, uh, I, I, I our think arguments. Good, I think a good way of describing this is like a misdirection. 
Mm. Like redirecting. You you guys know in magic, in magic tricks, where really they, what they do is they steer your attention to something specific. They control where you're looking. And yes, in our lives, how many times do we have all this mess? And exactly, we create drama, we create a conflict, or we create something to bring the attention to something else just because we don't want to face it. Uh, or we don't want people to see what is behind. Uh, and you can, the example of the person that is cheating and comes and accuses the other person. You're cheating, you're doing this, you're doing that. And the person starts so worried that trying to prove that they are not cheating when the person that is accusing is the one doing it. So you should start looking. Where is it that you do that? Yeah. Where is it either you used to escape or you used to misdirect the attention so you don't have to face what you have to face? And we do it as mothers. We put a, a lot of attention in our children. Sometimes they need it, but sometimes we put over attention or in our job. I mean, what I tend to do a lot because I love my job, is to work a lot yeah. and don't pay attention to my personal life. I ex escape in work. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, or Facebook, some people will do it, or going shopping, you know. We find ways to misdirect our attention or to escape, you know, not to face it. And when you come home, you might be happy a little while, but it doesn't last. And that is the secret. You have to start noticing how long that high you get with the adrenaline rush, with the uh, argument, whatever. And really stop and pay attention. Where am I not putting attention? Where is it that I should put attention? And it's funny because I told you I have new friends and yesterday we were talking and one of the people I was with, uh, she took a class with me few weeks ago before my father passed so it's it's more than a month ago and she used to take every weekend she was looking for a class to take and she said since we took a, a, I took your class I haven't had that need so she would tell herself that she was looking for something to find herself but now that she has the tools she really is so peaceful. She doesn't have to escape. The, I mean, the, the, there's a lot to be said about when you are talking about personal development. I mean, we talk about this a lot, how in development we want to be obsolete. We, we don't want you to need to come back for more and more to function properly, right? Uh, but I do know a lot of people that use personal development... Uh, personal develop Personal development... <laughs> personal development, mm -hmm. uh, 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 as an escape, you know. I know people who, who get into these uh, personal development systems and they use it to as an alternate social bubble where they feel like, oh, the people here, they understand me better. They're more uh, enlightened. They're more conscious. They're more this. And, I mean, obviously a lot mm -hmm. of them function almost as cults and stuff, but even when, when they aren't designed for that, people, as the consumers can sometimes be addicted to that high of being in those spaces. And that's why in Develop Beyond we have been so cautious and careful with how we have designed the tools and the format and the way of uh, digesting this information to avoid that as much as possible. Because I don't think, I mean, you guys know the saying, like everything is good in moderation. And <coughs> while I don't think everything is good in moderation, <laughs> 
I think there's something uh, something to be said that when you identify that you're escaping into something, that you're using something as a coping mechanism, that there you need to reevaluate your habits. And it can even be healthy environments that you use in an unhealthy way. And like <coughs> one of the things we, we, we also talk about sometimes is <coughs> when you are a victim, when you are when you've experienced abuse, when you've experienced uh, trauma, when you've experienced something very difficult, the process of getting to a more happy place requires, yes, a phase of sometimes being pampered, sometimes, uh, f- like, sometimes it can be mourning, sometimes it can, like, there can be a period of, you know, feeling the feelings, right? But there are some people who get addicted to the feeling of being the victim or being the, the broken person uh, and use that as a way of getting love and attention and use it as a way of uh, building, f- uh, building friendships with other people who have similar context, but they reinforce that victim mentality. And we don't want to invalidate people's realities. We don't want to invalidate people's experiences. We don't want to make less of any experience. But what we do want to look at is, okay, so we can maybe not control these external things that happen to us, but we can control how much they affect us moving forward. And yes, it's not about removing any negative effect, but it's just making certain conscious choices of not reinforcing the bad. Exactly. Uh, uh, I have a client that has a mother that has been the widow for 15 years. And you cannot get her out of that uh, role. She is the widow. So everybody has to take care of her. She she introduces herself and she always talks about her story about being the widow. And... uh, that's she victimizes other people with that role. So because I suffered once, now everybody has to pay and society has to pay and my children have to pay and my grandchildren. And she says she even goes to institutions to see what she can get out because she is the widow. So, and I mean, this is an extreme case, but how often we have that story uh, that we also use. And... The beautiful thing is when you start recognizing your value, when you start really recognizing it, and that's why we say recognize, you won't need so much external validation. Occasionally you will get lost, but you will be, it'll be easier for you to go back and find yourself. And that's what I've been doing. And yesterday people were, you look much happier. And yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm, don't mourn the loss, but it's not what takes over uh, me anymore. I can handle it because I'm seeking how to remember who I am. And I am many more things than being my Mm -hmm. father's daughter, you know? And so that is what you should try to look for. Find you and find what is really valuable for you and what makes you valuable and for me being happy i have this very optimist uh, way of being so i when i'm happy i know that's me because that's really very essential me the smile even in the worst moments you know yeah i mean it's 
sometimes we <coughs> overcomplicate our journey to value and feeling good. And we overcomplicate it because we don't believe we can feel happiness or, or valuable. But oftentimes we feel that we can't, we don't deserve it. Uh, that's another thing I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of people who've made mistakes when they've been drained, when they've been insecure, when they've been seeking validation, when they've been hanging out with the wrong crowd, when they've hurt someone they cared about. And then after the fact, their story becomes, I don't deserve it. I'm a bad person or I'm this, I'm that. And Yes, we have all had moments where we've been bad. We've all had no, moments we where we've oh. offended yeah. someone, where we've hurt someone we care about. We've all let people down. We I have mean, judged people. We have all judged people prematurely without having enough context and empathy in the moment. We've all made mistakes. And it's very important to not reinforce the fact that we are just that one thing from that period. And it can be a long period. I mean... Everyone's journeys are different. And yes, there are some people that have spent 10 years with, uh, it can be addictions, anxiety, depression. Uh, it can be any type of kind of escapism or, or, or internal process that some people just take longer than others. But just because you've gone several years with a reality that's a little ugly or dark doesn't mean that that's you. I mean, I know a lot of people who go back in time and they're like, oh, I wish I was like I was when I was that age. It's not about going back. It's about moving forward. Yes, hopefully you can tap into certain things that you know are deep down inside that might have been suppressed, that might have been drained, that yeah. might have been lost, that might have been forgotten. Sure, bring back some of that. But... It's not about going backwards. It's mm. about moving forward and what steps you can take to kind of build that confidence, build that support network. Sometimes build those safe places that you can escape to, but don't get stuck in those. Don't only cope when you're in those places. Challenge yourself to get back to those things that are frustrating, that are difficult, but tackle them. Don't run away from them. Uh, sure, there are times where you do have to separate yourself from certain environments and some people, but... If you separate yourself, make sure that the process you're doing it doesn't create more problems that you had to begin with. Yeah. Because I know people who run out of desperation instead of being like, okay, this is not the healthiest environment. What is the healthiest? And how can I take steps to build this healthy environment? But if you don't have that process of I'm going to build it, I'm just going to run backwards, that's not healthy, right? Yeah, or uh, sideways. Or sideways, uh, yeah. <laughs> and for some people, it will be like... Having lots of friends, having lots of activities, uh, having people that are going to places that are cheerful and remind, remembering, oh, I have that cheerfulness. But it's not only going to the activity or he, uh, going with the friends. As Jenik says, it's starting to internalize. Okay, this is what I enjoy. This is what really regenerates me. This is what I can give to other people too. Even if maybe the people around me don't appreciate that, find new friends, uh, they will be people that regenerate me. And I will give you an example. I'm an earthly person. And I think I've shared that before. My mother didn't appreciate certain characteristics of earthly people. So when I dated people that had that energy, he, she would criticize them a lot. And uh, So I learned that there were certain things from earthly people 
that they are too peaceful, that they worry too much about other people, that they are too slow, uh, that they don't go out too much, they don't socialize so much. Certain things that I learned, it was a bad thing to be, so I thought it was bad in me. So I spent a lot of years trying to change those things with different techniques. And uh, when I started uh, really giving classes about Develop Your Element, I remember when I would read the characteristics of the early people, I would hear my mother saying things about them. So as much as I wanted to believe they were good, I still had that internal voice. So when I realized I was hearing my mom speak, and she didn't mean bad, she really didn't. I think if she was alive and found out how much that hurt me, she would feel very upset. That was not her intention at all. Let me add that. Uh, but... Uh, I really didn't recognize the value yeah. of those characteristics. So what I started seeking is, I remember a few friends that had that energy and what I admire and how it made me feel when they created a nest for me, how yeah. it uh, helped me when they listened without giving an opinion. Different things that I appreciate about early people. And I was like, oh, that I have it within me. And so trying to bring that back and, but I had to recognize the value because as long as I heard my mother speaking, I would not, I would devalue those characteristics. Uh, and, and that's where it is important to have internal conversations and do certain processes from within because as in the beginning we were emphasizing the fact that we're social beings, external validation can be healthy, having good support networks can be healthy, you don't have to go at it alone. But there are certain things that we have to do internally like the effect that certain words have we control that not our environment sure through therapy and through some friends where you can share you you all probably have someone in your life that or i hope you do that when you get frustrated you can vent and you can share and then they go they challenge you to see the reality of things instead of letting you reinforce the negative mindset but you're not always in a situation where you can call that friend or go to your therapist or go to that person who can maybe make you realize that you are reinforcing certain negative things. And that's where you got to develop the skill set to internally challenge your negative thoughts, internally challenge whether or not it's really as dark as you're making it seem. One thing that I've had is I'm very hard on myself, very, very hard on myself. Yeah. And I have a very strong sense of responsibility. And also by being fire, I care about my image. I care about how people perceive me, how pe what people think about me. I mean, everyone does to some degree. People who say that they don't are really not self-aware or lying because we're, or just justifying the reality. We all need some level of uh, approval. It's, it's just basic instinct. But... Some personalities and some individuals need it more than others. Extroverts will need more external validation than introverts, probably. But it's not that black and white, because I know a lot of introverts who tell themselves that they don't need external validation. They tell themselves that they need to be kind of by themselves, but really, a few the right words in the right moment can change the reality in, in two seconds. But 
let's say you cannot call a friend. Let's say you don't have that option. What can you do to challenge those thoughts? And for example, I, I, I sometimes go back and remember moments where I've kind of messed up or said the wrong thing or done the wrong thing. And I punish myself and like before going to bed or hopping in the shower, like while I'm showering, I sometimes get into that like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? And I can go back 20 years or 10 years and be like, why did I say that to my dad? Or why did I say that in front of the classroom? Why did I say that? I shouldn't have said that. It was so stupid. No, and I messed up. And I can be really hard on myself. And what I have to tell myself sometimes is they've forgotten about that long ago. They like you are replaying that years later but they've moved on like and sometimes i even have to tell myself you're not and it it can be like a slap in my own face like trust me you're not that important that that one thing you said 20 years ago matters like we all find that voice and you guys have to find a voice some of you are going to need a soft voice some of you guys are going to need like a a, a a Mr. T Macho Man type voice that like challenges you. you you're all gonna find that own voice, but create that like voice in your head that will challenge you and get you back on track. Because for me, it, it helps a lot to redirect. That's where I redirect my attention. So if I find myself telling, trying to tackle a problem, if I'm trying to tackle a problem, I have made it the focus uh-huh. of my life. So. If I'm not finding the answer fast, I try to put my focus further away. Okay, so I have this thing uh, that I'm playing in my head. I I have this thing that I cannot change. I have this client that is not happening. Okay, what do I really want from life? Where is it that I'm going? And that's what I love the, uh, having goals and having clear goals. Okay, that's where I have to go. Okay. This is relevant in this moment? Maybe yes. Is it a three? Is it a four? Is it a five? From one to ten, how important is it for my final goal? Okay. So if it's not so important, is am I paying too much attention here? Where there might be other things I'm not paying attention. And mm. then that's where I mentally start looking okay what else is there that i'm not paying attention because i have made this such an important thing and it could be the voices in my head it could be a a, a problem a real problem or a health issue whatever okay i'm focusing too much on this stop stop look around look at other things because yeah sometimes we do it not to pay attention to something else no, I mean, there, there, there's so many things, and this is why, I mean, you guys know that we try to make nothing one-size-fits-all because we all have different uh, journeys. And and one of the things that I also sometimes do is I look at celebrities that right now are super celebrated, but go back and look at how they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, if you watch any movie about Steve Jobs, you'll see how much of a dick he was and how many conflicts he had and how bad of a father he was the first years and like all these kind of negative things. But how do we we remember him today? What's his legacy, right? And there's so many artists. I mean, there's artists that have done horrendous crimes. There are artists who have done really 
nasty things, but have grown and have evolved. And obviously we are in, in personal development because we believe in that fact that we can evolve and we can grow. But sometimes we are really hard on ourselves because of our past. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we have to be aware of is don't focus on where we were. Focus on how much we've grown. And also, you will fall along the way. Yeah. You will get lost along the way. But the more you find your value, the easier it will be to come back to you, to remember where you're going, uh, uh, start recognizing when you're not being true to yourself, when you're not being your best version, uh, when you are being drained, when you're getting distracted the more you understand what your value is, the easier it will be for you also to get the criticism yeah. and recognize when they are doing it because they are trained, because they are insecure, because they are trying to distract you or limit you or when you can learn something about it. No matter how they say it, you can learn from everything. Yeah. But as long as you recognize your value, as long as you recognize what makes you unique, whether other people uh, recognize it or not, is not your problem. It, because when you recognize your value, other people will also be able to see it easier. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about personality psychology. Let's talk a little bit about the elements here. Because... Yes, yes. Uh, we all value different, different things. things. And uh, for example, if we go a very fast run through, like the electric type being the most extroverted, they're going to value a lot of friendships, a lot of, like their way of, they'll feel more valuable if they have more friends, they have enough resources to travel, to adventure, to have new experiences, to have constant uh, stimulus or, or very at least frequent stimulus. Uh, they will feel more successful if if they feel that people accept them relatively fast that they have quick results with it with things they put their mind into because they also want to be efficient they want to have instant gratification basically um yeah. uh so so the more things they can do to 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 get those uh, feelings the better but if they fail at getting some of those things it doesn't matter how many other amazing great things they achieve that other people celebrate if they don't have those basic feelings themselves, those basic things that make them feel good because of the personality, they're not going to get the full effect out of those other things that are really valuable. Let's look at fire. Fire needs to be a, like in control, needs to feel a sense of influence, a sense of impact, a sense of productivity, results, um, status, dif different things. If they are in a situation where they their status has gone down, their influence has gone down, their productivity has gone down, even if they just solved a humongous problem, even if they just had a great impact, they might choose to focus on what they aren't having enough of, right? If you look at the aquatic types, the aquatic types, they are emotional uh, uh, and really they seek very deep relationships. What happens? When they seek those deep relationships, if they don't get the validation from the partners or the family members that they need, they will feel less. So they can have great success at work. They can be uh, uh, super successful, super valuable. 
but they might feel like a failure because the relationships aren't where they wanted to be. Um, earthly people, they focus so m- they they really value so much the this kind of harmony and and comfort and happiness and diplomacy, and they can fix amazing things, do amazing things. But if one person isn't happy in the room, they will probably focus on that one person, and they'll feel like a failure because they couldn't make that person feel good. Airy types, they value having enough information really being able to put the pieces together, uh, having time and space to process things. They value having personal space, certain privacy. Uh, and let's say they are their space is invaded or they don't have enough time and they have too much pressure and they don't have time to seek all the information. They might m- make an amazing decision and fix a lot of problems, but if they feel that they didn't have enough time or there was too much pressure, and they had to make an impulse decision, they might feel like a failure, even if they f- solved a lot of problems. Metallic people, they really value precision, exactitude, uh, doing things uh, uh, properly, and if they feel that the process is wrong, or if uh, things aren't as exact or precise, or they're slightly off, they're not gonna value it, and they might be overly perfectionistic. and like. We can obviously go for hours and talk about each element, but the point of sharing this is, remember, you might be doing something amazing that a lot of people are super grateful for and super happy about, and you might be focusing on those basic key instincts and desires that your personality has. And if that's the case, we do recommend going and regenerating, finding those stimulus, those things that will give you that ru- hype, give you that rush, give you that relaxation, give you that tranquility, give you that feeling of uh, peace or whatever it is that you seek so that you can have more mental clarity to f- see and value and recognize the things you're doing that are having a lot of impact. On top of that, you'll have more mental clarity to have more impact and more results. But understand that it's not just what are your traumas, what are your failures, it's also what instincts are you missing right now or that, or what things do you need more of right now to feel successful. And for my mother, for example, talking about my mom and our relationship, she loved the fact that I was so good at making a nest, that I was so caring that I was but she assumed okay so that she has it already so I don't praise those things I'm just going to help her develop the other skills uh, yeah so she did love all of that uh, but she didn't express it with the same intensity so I didn't come to recognize that as a value that was just part of me because that was the way she communicated it sometimes or most of the time so also because of our insecurities, we hear the criticism louder than the praises, maybe. And so starting to recognize it myself gave me the ability to also express it when people don't see it. When people don't see what I'm doing because I do it in a more quiet way, I'm not, I actually sometimes say I'm not a show off, although I am in some respects. She has fire. I have fire, so I am a show off. But there are certain things that I like to do like uh, like a genie. I go and fix the problems without anybody noticing that I have done it, you know? You haven't watched the new Aladdin. Uh, 
Huh? No, There's I There's nothing hadn't. discreet about Aladdin. No, but I like to do it very discreetly sometimes uh, because I like people to be happy just because they are happy, you know? I did not bring the, uh, the box with the kittens uh, to the apartment, but that would be something that I would do. And a lot of people have said, tell me you didn't bring some kittens to the house when you were all feeling sad. And I could have done it, but I didn't do it. <coughs> but... When I recognize it, even if other people don't recognize it, I know it. So it's like, I feel like a little girl that has done a little trick, and but I needed to recognize it. When I didn't recognize it, I felt not valued. Because even if the effect I want is for them to find out, there was a secret feeling that they should find out that I was doing this for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, uh, in well, actually, I don't know if in, in the English podcast in the Spanish one I've, I've mentioned this. Sometimes when you do like generous things, philanthropic things, there's that instinct to want recognition. And yes, sometimes you can put your name on it and sponsor it, and it'll have more impact because ooh, this person invested in this, this person mm-hmm. took this step. But sometimes you gotta do it privately, or sometimes you gotta give the um, like credit to someone else so in the past i've sometimes done philanthropic things where i say for this to work you have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. because they have to feel like you are investing in them so for example with a teacher with a with a uh, like uh, in a school for low resource students some like i've gone and been like I c- you can't say that I sponsored this. You you got to be the one that said you are investing from your own pocket in this field trip or in these supplies or whatever. You you got to you got to be the face because they're going to feel like you are personally invested in them. And if they feel that it's oh some other person or business guy or whatever, they're going to devalue it. But if they feel that you personally invested, then it's going to have a lot of impact. And so like find find how you can have that impact by just being, like, being able to celebrate it yourself. Yeah. Like, not, not being like, oh, it's me, it's me, I did it, I did it. But sometimes you will do it because you are not valuing yourself. Yeah. So you, uh, what you have to find is really how to really start recognizing what are your qualities, what are your abilities, what, are the, what is the impact you can have yeah. on other people that even if sometimes they criticize it, most of the time they value it. Because say for example, an electric person, they will have a million ideas or they will make people very happy with their jokes, but um, they they are drained or insecure. They will do it the wrong way. Then they will stop doing that thinking they are wrong, not recognizing that they just did it in a moment uh, when they were drained. that is something we all love about electric people. Yeah. We all have those friends that will get us out of the house when we don't feel like going out, but they don't give up. So that is something that if you have uh, the electric element in your personality, recognize that it is valuable. Sometimes you have done it wrong in the wrong moment with the wrong person, but that doesn't mean that this is not something we all appreciate about you. Fire people. Sometimes they will push our buttons yeah. with intention for us to improve. Sometimes they will do it the wrong way, the wrong moment. Okay, 
So recognize that you have that ability. That is something that in mo most of the time we appreciate about you. But it can come bad occasionally. But that doesn't mean it's not something everybody needs. We all need that person that pushes us, that uh, confronts us, that tells us, okay, that's not the way to uh, uh, to see it. I, ha I love fiery people because they will make me see things in a different way. Yeah. They don't give up. Aquatic people, we all love aquatic people because they create these connections. Uh, they take care of us in a way that nobody else does. They have these wonderful details. So, but if they become too clingy, if they start the drama, then we would not appreciate that. But that's because it's showing in a drain, uh, low, insecure, uh, insecure uh, uh, moments, you know. But start recognizing, okay, when do I do this? in a way that it creates the effect I wanted. And it has a lasting effect. That's very important. So that's what you ca start developing. Okay, this part of my personality is a wonderful thing when I do it this way. How do I develop it? How do I get re uh, regenerate enough to be able to sustain this in a very nice way? Early people, we love to take care of people. But sometimes we overwhelm them. Or cut their wings by overprotecting them. Oh, cut their wings for overprotecting them. So, okay, so I'm a mother, and I love the image of seeing uh, the mother bird kicking the little bird out of the nest so they can fly. So what I realized when I was cutting everybody's wings, okay, no, what I, a real good mother, a, a, a real good uh boss or teacher will uh, learn, uh, teach their students, uh, their children to fly, their employees to fly. So I just had to put that image in my head to be able to, oh, that's my purpose. You know, I'm talking about uh, long-term goals. That's my long-term goal with everybody I meet. Help them fly, fluff their wings, but they are the ones flying. So airy, uh, airy people, also I have uh, airy, uh, one of the elements in my personality is airy people, uh, air, sorry. And we like to give space to people. We like to uh, build spaces that are organized. Uh, that's valuable. So. Start recognizing that metallic people perfect things. They have a logic mind. Sometimes we can take it to an excessive yeah. uh, place. But just start noticing, okay, this is a quality that if we are insecure, if we are drained, we bring it to the an extreme. So how can I develop it so to create more for me and for everybody it, else. It, it's what we talk about in, in many other episodes. It's about directing your personality in the best way. It's literally about use the characteristics of your personality to create bridges, not burn bridges, to create opportunities, not destroy opportunities, to create relationships, not destroy relationships. I mean, it's, this, it's the same little characteristic. If you do it with confidence, you do it with generosity, with kindness, with mental clarity, it will be perceived as a generous act. You can do it with a insecure state 
you can do it in a drain state without mental clarity and you're going to miss the mark. You're going to miss the mark and you might create the opposite of what you're wanting to do. How many people do you know that have tried to save the relationship uh, with like the desire to fix the relationship but they destroyed the relationship by being too intense? Or how many people do you know that you know they project a certain confidence but instead of inspiring people with the confidence they make people be like that's uh, I, I don't like that because it's it's like a false arrogance right like there's so many little things that just you've re directed the right way and it'll be inspiring uplifting it will connect people and with anything that you've done in the past if you go back in yourself what what led you to do that oh i wanted approval well instead of being like i want approval i wanted to strengthen my relationship with that person okay so yes maybe you messed up in the way you approached it what can you do in the future? Okay, so in the future, I'm gonna do it with more confidence. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna choose different steps. We talk about development all the time. Failure and rejection is part of the journey to success. It's a normal part. What we do also want you to do is learn from your f failures, so that you don't repeat certain patterns, and so that you grow each time. Because really, the more mistakes you make, the more you learn. So actually. Making mistakes is a good thing, as long as you learn. And you might have to make the same mistake a few times before you really get the message, and that's okay. We don't all have the mental clarity in the moment of making the mistake to get the message the first time, so don't be too hard on yourself. But eventually, you have to get to a point where you learn from it, you grow from it. And when we talk about value, when we talk about your worth, you have to give more importance and more value to your growth than to the mistakes you've made in the past. You've got to give more uh, value to your goals and your missions than where you are right now. Because, yes, you're not going to be where you want to be. If you have goals, you're always going to have something to, to aspire towards. I constantly feel like a failure. I constantly feel like a, a mess. But I embrace it and I see it as a good thing and I tell myself, that's because I'm innovating. That's because I'm taking risks. But yes, in moments of uh, where I'm drained and insecure, it's like, holy fuck, I'm driving a train into a brick wall. What am I doing? And that feeling we all have. But when we have goals that are long-term, that we know this is the direction I'm going. Okay, yes, I'm messing up right now. I'm failing at this. I'm failing at that. But I'm still every day one step closer to where I want to be. Sure, sometimes I wish I was 20 steps closer when I'm only one step closer. And yes, sometimes you have experiences that take you five steps back and you go, fuck, sorry. Uh, like, how many times have you been in that situation where you're moving in a direction and something happens and suddenly you take a bunch of steps back and you go, not again. Like, we've all been there. So, like, in those moments, it's like, okay, yes, I had a setback. What can I learn from this? Can I build a better support network? Can I make better choices? Can I make a different strategy? So I don't keep taking steps backwards. Like, but it's part of, like, in a dynamic life, you're going to take steps backwards. You're going to fail. You're going to mm, break down. You're going to have moments where you feel like a mess. And that's okay. The thing is, you have to challenge yourself. If you can't get yourself out of, that, out of that mental state, ask for help. Call your friends. Call your therapist. Whatever it is, take advantage of your support network so that you get out of that dark place. We all have dark places. A lot of people who know me on a day-to-day -day basis... They think I'm always the happiest, most confident guy, except if you work with me, because then you'll know that I get very stressed and stuff. But like most people that know me, they think I'm like this eternal optimist. Well, I am an eternal optimist. You are. But but most people think that I 
I'm always happy. I'm always positive. And yes, I can find the good in even the worst situations. And I'm very empathetic. But I have very dark narratives as well. I just choose to not give them as much power as I did maybe 10, 15 years ago. And that's a choice that we have to make. How much power do we give to those narratives? Before I would reinforce all the bad narratives and I would punish myself day in and day out for my social anxieties, for my mess-ups, for the things I said wrong, for the offensive thing that I might have said when I was younger and I didn't know what I was doing. Like, we've all made mistakes, but in the past I would punish myself every single day when I would go to the shower, when I would go lie down, like... And now I stop myself. And now I go, no, holy, wow, look at that growth. I came from that to this. And yes, sometimes you feel like you're growing and sometimes you feel like, I wish I was what I was 10 years ago because back then I had more confidence in this. I had less anxieties in this because in life we have experiences and traumas that generate more anxieties and generate more stress. And sometimes we feel stronger and more confident and sometimes we end up feeling more broken over time. And that's okay too. Just understand that you're still here if you are like listening to this podcast, it means that you're choosing to invest in yourself. You're giving yourself enough value to work on your own personal development journey. You're working and stepping up. You're working and leveling up. You're choosing to not accept the status quo. And that in and of itself, that's power. It doesn't matter where you seek that out, whether it is with development, whether it is with a friend, whether it's just asking for help or just expressing yourself vulnerably. There are many of us that have a hard time being vulnerable. But most of the times where I've leveled up the most is when I've been willing to express myself, including the ugly. And one of the things that you guys have noticed in the podcast is, like, for me, being vulnerable is both easy and hard. What do I mean by this? If you notice in my... for a lot of episodes, I would tell the same stories because those were, like, my pre-approved stories and those were in the past and they were easy to deal with. But, like... When it comes to the now, the things I'm facing right now, I don't think it was until the episode I did when my grandfather was about to die, like the week before he passed away, where I talked about, I believe, support networks. It wasn't until that episode where I really was ready to talk about, okay, this is what I'm going through now. This is my real vulnerable now state. I could be vulnerable with my past because to some degree I've accepted that as part of my reality. But being vulnerable with the now and expressing this is what I'm going through right now, that was hard. That was hard. And I think out of every moment where I've chosen to be this is what I'm going through now is when I've leveled up or where I've gotten better support or build a better team or build a better uh, family dynamic or like whenever I've asked for help that's when things have improved also a lot. And I think something very, very important uh, is to seek ways to regenerate. I mean, you sometimes even asking for help will be impossible if you're not regenerated, or at least with 30% battery. So keep looking of ways of regenerating. Uh, We have a two, three programs about that at least, uh, is one of the most important tools of develop your element. But find what regenerates you and do the activities immediately. Okay, I'm finding that I'm being impatient with my fire. 
okay, what can I do to regenerate because I'm being too impatient? Uh, I feel misunderstood or not taken care of with my earthly. What can I do to uh, regenerate my earth? I feel uh, uh, excluded or I'm having too many dark thoughts with my airy. What can I do? Uh, I'm very sharp with my comments. I'm hurting people with my comments, uh, with my metallic. What can I do? Uh, I'm either hyper, <coughs> super hyper with my uh, my electric. What can I do? I'm getting too sentimental. What can I do to regenerate immediately? What action can I take immediately? Yeah. And then how can I create an environment that wherever I arrive to that uh, place, I feel regenerated. How can I do the things I do every day in a way that regenerated? What can I change that is just slightly or big that regenerate me? And start finding where the leaks are. Where am I getting drained so fast that I cannot stop it and no matter what I do, I cannot regenerate? Those are things you have to look at because they are so important. Yeah, I mean, this thing about energy leaks is a very important thing because sometimes we have a situation, a dynamic, an individual, or some type of conflict that we're not facing, and it just weighs us down so much that even when we regenerate, even when we do things to disconnect, it's always lingering there, and it's always constantly tearing at us. And sometimes tackling that stops... The leak. What, what, one, uh, a funny thing that has happened recently is in the last few months, I've had to face a lot of difficult situations and a lot of things that made me insecure. And I've worried and worried and worried and worried. And Steve uh, has been, uh, told me, you have a tendency to overworry. Notice how many months you worried before this event and look how easy uh, you dealt with it. And some things are are big, very like s intense things, and some things are silly little things. Like, for example, uh, I recently went and visited my dad uh, in Denmark, um, and and saw my Danish family for the first time in like ten years. And I've been living seven years in Canada, four or five years in Mexico now. Uh, so it's been quite a while since I've been in Denmark. I've only gone back for a funeral, so. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to speak properly. So I would, I spent months worrying about and Googling every single word that I thought I would need for any given conversation. And the reality is I got to Denmark and in two seconds I was speaking Danish like and no one could stop me. And we were laughing and joking about it because I really worried so much and it really just came back so easily. And there have been many situations where I've worried and worried and worried and worried for months. And then when I finally faced the situation, it was like, that was easy. Yeah, like, uh, um, but you worry, for example, you worry about uh, uh, remembering Danish. Force you or uh, invited you to start re hearing Danish again, thinking no, in I, Danish. I, so... Yes. A worry can be like an invitation to see that there's a problem that you can fix. It's when you go into the dark side of the worry. 
that you start draining yourself uh, uh, or, or draining the battery. When you go into the dark side, that you stop being productive in other areas because you're making it too important. So I see it with myself. At the moment, I don't have mental clarity. It's, it's something that has happened for me in the last months, especially since my father got sick last year. It really sort of hit me so hard. So I feel like working with a big cloud around my head. And I do different things to, do, uh, to tackle it. But when I pay too much attention to that, somehow it becomes the problem. And then it gets bigger. Yeah. When I'm, yes, aware of it. And now I've learned, for example, sometimes I think very fast. And my mouth is not as fast as my head. So if I slow the process, and I really take a moment, okay, slow down, pay attention to the words, and make sure that your mouth enunciates properly, and that you really say out loud all the words that you want to say, that helps. So I'm finding tricks, but I'm not making it the biggest problem. Occasionally, yesterday I could not speak for a long time, and it was like, "Wow, what am am I going to do?" So I just remembered before coming uh, today, uh, just make sure to go slow so you can get all the words out properly. You know? Yeah, I mean, this thing about over worrying uh, and not feeling ready, not feeling capable uh, for to face something. It goes back to something we mentioned in a lot of episodes where fear can be good and fear can be bad. It all is about how we direct that fear, right? So exactly as uh, my mother was saying, if you direct that fear to paralyze yourself, to give up, to run away, then that's a bad thing. But if you use that fear to, okay, I have this legitimate fear that these things will not go as well as I would like, so I want to improve things, I want to invest in this, I want to do this, I want to change this, I want to build a better foundation, I want to be more prepared, I want to practice, then... Okay, you're gonna have more impact, and it's all about those small choices. And when it when it comes to knowing your value and being more valuable, because they go hand in hand. One thing is knowing you're valuable, and one is thing is increasing your value. When it comes to increasing your value and knowing your value, it's super important to make those small choices, series of small choices that take you one step closer to where you want to be. And that includes sometimes being like, "Yes, I have this crazy fear." But how can I direct that fear to improve things, fix things, build a better foundation, build a better, instead of running away or, or giving up? And, like, if you guys notice in this episode, we've been talking a lot about things that can happen on a day-to-day -day basis with our minds, where it takes us to dark places and where we can escape and where we can give up or where we can burn bridges, right? And the topic is know your value. And... Yes, we have talked about, you know, each per, uh, element has different things that they consider valuable. And if even if they have other things that they're achieving, they might fail at to see them. So, one, make sure to have friends that are good at making you feel valuable because they can point it out to you directly in a way that you can understand. Um, two, understand that we all have different personality so what is valuable for you is not necessarily what's valuable for, uh, for other people which also means when you feel like a failure you might actually be successful in the eyes of other people uh, so uh, like sometimes when I felt like an absolute failure I've learned that in that moment I might have just 
done something amazing, but it wasn't the thing I was focused on, and it was just a kind of byproduct of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that's amazing. So also acknowledge just because you failed in one thing doesn't mean that you aren't great at other things, and that's where the podcast episode of Diversifying Measures of Success is so valuable. And if you haven't watched that one yet, check it out because we really focus on, okay, if you fail at this, notice all these other wins you're having. Notice all these other things that you're doing amazingly well. Um, yes, we've talked about regenerating. If you regenerate, you have more mental clarity, which will help you both make better choices, have more influence, more value to other people and yourself, but also it will help you be able to celebrate and acknowledge and see clearly all these wins that aren't maybe as obvious as they could be. Um, and yes, we also to emphasize, it's okay to ask for help. Some things you got to do internally because you got to challenge yourself when you see that you're making bad choices. You also, when you choose external validation, where are you choosing it from? Are you only choosing cheerleaders? Are you only choosing critics? Or are you only choosing those people who have no goals in life that don't challenge you and let you basically stay on the level you're at? Um, like, you got to do internal processes to choose your networks. Build your support networks. Build your strategy of if this kicks in, what do I do? If I have a moment of, of insecurity, if I have a moment of a period of depression or anxiety or fears or this, what steps, what concrete steps can I take? And maybe those concrete steps are social. Maybe those concrete steps are private. It all depends on your context. Because, for example, if you have a family or friends if you go to them with your problems, they just criticize you and tell you it's all your fault. Maybe going to them will not be a good thing. And then maybe finding some solitude and some private time might be better. Like going to your room or the bathroom and disconnecting. Okay. But maybe going with certain friends that can support you. That might be better. But that's the internal process. It's those small choices you make every day. Do I run, do I not run? Do I face the problem? Do I go recharge my battery? Do I have enough battery to face this problem? Yes or no? If it's yes, let's face it. If it's no, okay, how can I recharge it but not get stuck in that place where I'm recharging and use it as escapism, but actually just doing effective recharge, go tackle the problem, and then go on with life, right? So there's so many different things that really affect this, you know, your value. but the important thing is not big wins. Like if you guys have noticed, we're not talking about, oh, becoming a millionaire or having millions of subscribers on YouTube or this or that. Go for it. If that's your goals, go for it. Make sure to have many small goals that complement that. Celebrate the first 100 subscribers, the first 1,000, the first 10,000. Don't like depend on that big win to feel valuable. Focus on all the small wins. And the reality is you're, you are valuable no matter who you are. It's just about from what perspective are you looking. You have some positive influence over yourself, over other people. Even if you've done a lot of bad, there's a lot of good too. Every time you've chosen not to do something bad, that's good. Every time you've chosen not to accept something negative, that's good. And self-respect is a big part of knowing your value and building more value. Every day, how can you choose to have more self-respect? And don't mistake self-respect for being egotistical and selfish because one thing that happens a lot in personal development is 
people get stuck and they, oh, I'm going to invest in me. I'm going to choose for me. I'm going to just do me, 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 me. And they get stuck and then they don't connect with people. Then they don't have those healthy relationships and they push people away and they burn bridges. That's not what we want. But do identify how you can have many small wins and how you can have more self-respect, how you can choose to say no to unhealthy influences, unhealthy situations, say no to yourself when you're about to make a self-destructive decision and have strategies in place, but come up with the strategies when you have higher mental clarity, more so than when you have low mental clarity, so you don't do things out of desperation. So step one, yes, go regenerate, and then make a plan, make a plan. If I face this, I'm gonna take this action. If I face this, if you know exactly where's your support network, where's your safe place, where is your, uh, where does your mind go naturally? What uh, intensity you have to challenge yourself with? Like where you can redirect your attention? What things can help you think of something positive? Is it music? Is it a video game? Whatever it is, what can get your mind off of it quickly so that you can get refocused? You know, you have to have strategies in place. And to know your value is to give yourself more value. You have the power, and yes, that is internal, you have it, the power of giving yourself more value or reducing your value, but you don't have to do it alone. And for the people who watch this program live, you will have seen that we had problems getting uh, on the air today. Lots of problems. Yep. It took many, many minutes. And see how peaceful we were, how ready to keep on going. And you didn't see the panic. You didn't see people uh, yelling at each other. Yeah. Because we recognize our value. We recognize the value of the product. We were here for you. N we were not focused on anything but the value of the product, the value of ourselves. So we don't have to make anybody feel less uh, by criticizing. Uh, uh, we don't spend time beating ourselves, punishing yeah. ourselves, because we were not perfect. Yeah. We have a wonderful team. And uh, even uh, Steve came uh, from, from Canada, Canada to, to help. To help. So, yeah. so that's when you recognize your value. You don't go down with uh, every little mistake you yeah. make, with uh, 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 every failure. It's easier to keep up when you don't you recognize your value. So I just wanted to point that out because this could have been handled very differently. I've been on the air having programs, sometimes even daily uh, on TV, radio, uh, and a team that recognized the value of the product and uh, their own value makes these mistakes being a small mistake yeah. when you don't recognize your value or the value of your if, product. If you it, tie it your value down. directly to the results of everything you do, then every time there's a surprise, every time there's a technical issue, every time there's a problem, then your self-worth goes down instantly. And that is dangerous because mm, if you're taking risks, if you're changing things, if you're trying new things, there are going to be so many times. Exactly. Things, uh, exactly. And you guys who've watched this podcast, you guys know there are many episodes that have some type of sound problem, whether it's out of sync or too uh, low volume or this or that. Or like we, We've had our challenges, but the important thing is to keep trooping. When we started this podcast, everyone was like, we're not ready to do it, especially not with multiple professional cameras and we don't even know how to use the sound and how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that? And I just said, we're going to do it. 
even if we fail, even if it takes several episodes to get it good, we just got to get started. But that's when you recognize your value and the value of your product. Yeah. yeah you can take those risks. Yeah. So please, please, please find new ways of recognizing your value. Uh, have your, uh, uh, your friends, have your uh, techniques, whatever it requires, and regenerate yourself. Yeah. Because when you regenerate it, Oh, it's, I, so much I, it's so much easier. And, and also ask yourself in your environment what things are an energy leak. Sometimes it's individuals that maybe having a conversation with them and clearing the air and maybe realizing that there's less conflict than you thought might help. Sometimes it's, yeah, maybe putting a little distance, but that should never be the first step. The first step is always help, help them regenerate, help them feel more confident, and help share your context and ask their context and try to understand the differences, understand why there might be conflict, don't just dismiss that person because many times we prematurely judge because we don't have enough context because we're not regenerated or they're not regenerated and it just turns into conflict. So pick also your timing. But if there's a person, try to improve the relationship. If you can't, then yes, put some distance. But do ask yourself what things because sometimes it's just, oh, there's a mess. Uh, I need to clean my room or my office. Oh, I need to organize this. Or I've always wanted to do this, but I've always procrastinated. Maybe if I paint the wall green, it's going to be better. Like Whatever it is, find what's weighing you down, whether it's something you're procrastinating, whether it's uh, uh, an uh, annoying dynamic. But face it. Start doing it. Yesterday, for example, I have obviously, uh, obviously, 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 uh, been uh, feeling a little uh, not so great after the whole thing with my grandfather a few weeks ago. Uh, it hit me hard because I was the one who spent kind of the most time with him, and I've really, it's been such a big part of my life. So uh, yesterday I was like, okay, today I may not feel great, but let's make some things to regenerate. And I decided, okay, what are instead of using regenerative spaces and uh, as an escape as I'm going to go play video games or I'm going to go to the movies, which I also did yesterday or the day before yesterday, I forget. But it was like, I'm going to do these, uh, fix these things that are bothering me. My toilet wa uh, wa had a problem, called the plumber, got them to fix it. My aquariums, uh, when I got very sick uh, during Christmas time, we had a parasite and it, it killed some fish and it was really not so nice, the aquarium. And I was very sick myself, so I couldn't really deal with it. And I've just been procrastinating, fixing it and making it beautiful. And that's such a big source of regeneration for me. So I was like, I'm going to fix it. We're going to clean the aquariums. We're going to make them look pretty. We're going uh, uh, to make this uh, a centerpiece, a masterpiece again, because I know that regenerates me. S because every time I would walk by the aquarium and it wasn't clean and it didn't have the fish I wanted in it, I'd just be like, oh, that's one more thing I have to fix. Every time I would walk by my bathroom and I could hear like it was broken, I was like, ah, one more thing I have to fix. And just by getting some of those things out of the way, I felt so much better afterwards. So sometimes, yes, you use regenerative spaces to go and escape and disconnect, but sometimes it's regenerative spaces is fix this thing, improve this thing, patch this thing that's draining you, face this thing head on. And yeah, sometimes it's having those difficult conversations. I mean, there have been uh, some very difficult conversations I've had to have in the last few months, but I've had them and I feel better as a result. In the moment, I'm eating up holy. It was tough, but then afterwards, I was like, ah, <sighs> I can breathe now, right? No, and also the celebration, the tools work. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
uh, I didn't kill that person. I, I put up with that person. Oh my goodness. No. I managed to uh, Conflict uh, resolution, it's a program you have to watch. Yeah. It's a, a class you have to take because I think we tackle it so well. Being regenerated and having our tools from conflict resolution was like... <gasps> We no, no, couldn't we believe how it was. We uh, we went home and it was like, this is what we had been fearing for years, and it worked so well because we had the tools. So, I think that's uh, I, uh, uh, what we can talk about today. Yeah. And no, it's, uh, we're at the one and a half hour mark, which is always where we try to wrap up. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as you guys know, this is a recurring topic across most episodes. We talk about self-worth value, and we try to, in different episodes, talk to it from different perspectives, and we just wanted to add a little bit of a different perspective from other episodes, but if you go back, there are many episodes that tackle this from all kinds of angles, so um, yeah, do that if you want to get more information. Feel free to check those out, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, same place, same time. Thank you very much, as usual, for being here. Uh, for those of you who are listening live and thank you for those of you who are listening to us later and uh, yeah apologies once again for the uh, technical difficulties in the beginning but thank you for sticking through it so yeah have a good one bye thank you so much